and welcome to I Read a Book Once. My name's Emma, and this is a podcast where I talk about books. This is the second part in my special three-part Halloween series on the Harley Merlin book series by Bella Forrest. If you haven't listened to part one yet, what are you doing? Go back, listen to part one, and come back and listen to part two. Part three will be coming out on Halloween, which I'll remind you about at the end. So, if you need a little refresher, we talked about books one through three in the first episode, and today I'm going to be talking about books four through six. Remember, Harley is a magical, i.e. a witch, and she's battling the evil Catherine. So now, let's get into it. And now we get to book four, Harley Merlin, and the first ritual. I just showed the book cover to my laptop, and I just thought you needed to know that, because you can't see it, but I did it. The first ritual, so they basically find out I think they find out in the third book, or maybe in this fourth book, I can't remember, that Catherine is amassing followers, and she's got this cult, but we don't know what it's called yet, I believe, and she is amassing the cult, and she's getting all these followers because she's trying to become a child of chaos. What is that? Basically, there's these four children of chaos who are basically gods. We're just going to explain it like that. They are all-powerful basically, and they live in these other realms, and she wants to become one of them so she can have all the power in the world. But we don't know exactly her motivations, just that she's trying to do them. But the thing is, there's barely any information about this, and most people thought that becoming one was just a myth. But somehow, Catherine has figured out how she can become one. And so this first book is about the first ritual, which doesn't end up happening until the end of the book. And then Basically, from this book four is kind of a mood slash plot change. In the first three books, we've got a lot of exposition. We've got, they're a little bit light, more lighthearted, which sounds weird because there's death and kidnapping and stuff like that. But if you read the whole series, or if you've read the whole series, or you're just going to listen to this, you'll understand what happens. Because from here, books four, five, six, seven, like, they kind of follow the progression of the rituals and there's a book about each ritual basically is what happens from here on out so they kind of take a switch or a turn and they become a little bit darker right because they really now know what they're up against they're trying to fight these battles and there's a lot of character death in this book series a lot of people do end up dying yeah so there's just kind of this mood switch which reminds me a little bit of harry potter i only read the Harry Potter books one time really far back in the day, but after you finish book four in Harry Potter, the mood changes. Like, it's dark. It's, like, very different, and you kind of get the same thing going on here. These are still fun. I still really liked reading them, but you definitely get a change. In book four, like I said before, I did not like this book. This was probably my least favorite book, even though book seven drove me crazy. I didn't like book four and that was mostly because I did not like Astrid's point of view. So what happens in this book? Let me tell you the quick rundown. So basically at the beginning of this and what they were kind of arguing about in the third book that Astrid took Garrett's side about is that Alton, who is the director of the coven, has decided that all shapeshifters have to wear body cameras because they have a mole inside the SDC. Somebody is part of Catherine's crew and is in there feeding her information and doing stuff like that right so they make them wear body cameras Garrett's really really against this he does it but he's basically like this is against my rights blah 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 all this different stuff Alton doesn't care he makes him do it and so then we start out the fourth book 
and we have Astrid and Garrett like going on a date basically but then Garrett later throughout the book basically we end up finding out that Astrid is actually Alton's daughter but they just never told anybody and I'm just like what the heck and then Alton is shady as anything throughout the rest of this book and I'm just like what is what happened to Alton from books one through three who was really nice what the heck happened that now I have to deal with this shady dude so bizarre it was so weird and like you just kind of feel what's gonna end up coming coming if that makes sense like I could just feel that this was gonna end up happening and so you find out that Astrid's mom is a human which is why she's a human but they've been very like whatever about it Alton's like Astrid don't date Garrett Astrid's like I can do whatever I want dad and then but doesn't call him dad calls him Alton or whatever it's so weird and then Astrid and Garrett fight because somehow Garrett finds out that Alton's her dad and he's being all like pouty and annoying about the whole like having to wear the body camera thing all this different stuff and I, I their relationship they end up breaking up before the end of this but the whole thing was just so annoying and then every time I got to her and also she's like ragging on my man Wade and then Harley and like all this stuff and I just don't appreciate that if I ended up publishing or posting my uh, episode about a rogue of one's own which is the second book in a league of extraordinary women series which I highly recommend that series I might just not have posted it because of the the premise of that book um look it up or listen to that episode if it's out but I don't like when we've got a different point of view and then they are really bashing on characters from previous books or like that I've seen myself I'm just like how dare you bash on my favorite character not that Wade's my favorite Harley's definitely my favorite but like how dare you bash on their not yet an existent relationship it really that was another reason I didn't like Astrid is that there it was just I didn't like her I didn't like how she narrated things. I didn't like the decision she made. It was just very enjoyable to read about her and what she was kind of doing throughout the book. I just really didn't like anything about it. So Harley and Wade during this book are just trying to figure out what it means to be a child of chaos in all of that. Oh, and and then halfway through the book, Quetzi, who I talked about for book three, escapes and so they're trying to catch Quetzi and find him and figure out what's going on but it turns out that so they're trying to find him and they end up going into the basement and they end up finding his snake skin shedding because he's a snake and with feathers and then but it's on top of Adley's body because remember Adley from the first book who had helped Finch because they were lovers and she had been basically in a holding cell in the basement until they decided exactly what they wanted to do with her because she didn't know anything about Catherine, but she had helped Finch with a couple different things. So she's not technically like they couldn't figure out, but she's dead. So they've basically, they think Quetzi has killed her, but it turns out that it was actually a whole, it was a ruse and some, one of Catherine's people ended up killing Adley then the they try to find Quetzi but by the time they figure it out they realize that Catherine has oh no what happens is then Alton confesses to having let Quetzi out because Catherine manipulated him and was like if 
you don't let Quetzi out and give him to me, I will kill your daughter, Astrid. So Alton aids Catherine, and then Catherine, they find her, and they are going to try and fight her, but then Catherine goes to this other world, this other realm, and they use Jacob to open a portal, and they all go there. And Isadora is there as Catherine's portal opener, who's been under, she's like under a hex, so that if she tried to leave, she would die. And so then Catherine is sacrificing Quetzi to complete the first ritual. She ends up succeeding, and they could have beaten, could have beaten or stopped her if Jacob, so basically Catherine erects this force field that nobody can get through. And Jacob portals into it. Instead of taking Quetzi and stopping the ritual, he takes Isadora and portals out and they all leave. And then right before all that happens, Catherine's got her own perch beast who is this humanoid tiger thing who can like talk and walk and do things. Kind of like Tobe, who's the beast master, who I haven't talked about really before, but he exists. The Naima, who's the purge beast, Catherine's purge beast, ends up killing Astrid by throwing her against the altar and cracking her head, and she ends up dying. So they rush Astrid out, and Alton is a necromancer, so he resurrects her, but she's been dead for too long, so part of her soul is missing, and she can't really feel things, which is why her and Garrett don't get back together, because she can't really feel anything. She becomes almost like a robot for then the rest of the books, and I really thought that she was going to legit die. I don't want to say I would have liked for her to le- have legit died, but I will say I did not enjoy, like I said, I did not enjoy her narration and her then becoming almost robot-like. Her narration was like that before she even died and was resurrected. But, you know, I didn't really want her to die. and I felt really bad for her that she couldn't feel things because you could tell then later in the in her last chapter that she narrated and then in the later books that she really was fighting to feel things but she can't feel anything because part of her soul was missing right that didn't get brought back so that's book four okay so I kind of already talked about the whole Astrid Garrett thing I didn't like and then oh also at the end of this Garrett's like I'm out of here I'm gonna go work for the LA coven and I'm gonna try and help them to beat Catherine because I hate you guys. And I already talked about most of the stuff I want to talk about. The only other thing I want to... Let's talk about Alton for a second. And let's talk about how he uh, manipulated everybody. So at the end of the fourth book, Alton resigns as director because they don't tell anybody other than like their team what happened. But they also can't trust him because he legit did something for Catherine. And I just want to say, I've read enough books... I've seen enough movies. The bad guy never keeps their end of the bargain. Like, if Catherine really wanted to, she would have still killed Astrid after Elton did all that for her. But she doesn't because she thinks maybe she can manipulate him again later. And it was just this whole thing. And I was like, really, Elton, we know the bad guys never keep their promise. So you're really going to help Catherine out. I was very upset with him. And... We were like mad at him throughout the whole book. By the end of the series, I'm not, I'm no longer mad at him. But then him stepping down creates lots of problems in book five, where the beginning of, so basically book four is where I thought about stopping, but I already had all these books from Bobby, so I didn't stop because I already had them. So I decided I was just going to keep reading them. But 
Book four is where I would have stopped just because I was so mad. The beginning of book five made me upset for a different reason, but then by the end of book five, I was real. I was back into the story. I was really enjoying it. Yeah. So Alton, I'm. I was not happy with him. And oh, also during book four, I'm pretty sure Harley and Wade kiss. I can't remember, but they're also like, we can't start a relationship right now. We have so much to deal with. And that's like a big thing in then book five as well, because they find out in book four that Harley has a suppressor in her that basically was put into her as a baby to keep her magic from, to keep some of her magic down and not her not be able to access it. So she's actually the probably the most powerful magical of all time, but her magic's been suppressed. So book five is all about her trying to find a way to break the suppressor. And the reason she has to do that is because it cracks in book four. And so magic is basically leaking out of her and killing her. And so if she can't find a way to break the suppressor, she'll die. So she can't start a relationship with Wade because she's legit dying. So that is book four. Book five now, Harley Merlin and the Broken Spell. Ooh, so like we said, Alton steps down and the new temporary director is Levi, Rafi's dad, who is the worst, like the worst TM, right? I hate him. He basically, Harley goes to him and says, sir, I'm going to die. Will you allow me to go? She wants to go to, she needs to go see her parents' grimoire, I think. But then she also needs to go to New Orleans to see the voodoo queen to find a way to solve this, right? So basically, he's like, no, you can't go anywhere. I don't believe you that this magic is killing you. So he basically is like, you can't leave the SDC. And if you do, like, I'm going to put you in jail. This man is straight up wax crazy. He makes me so mad. I have lots of thoughts about book five. So obviously Harley doesn't listen to him. And then the other point of view, guys, guess who it is? It's our man, Wade. How exciting. We've been waiting for this. We want to see what's inside of his head. Wade and Harley and also Tatiana go to New York. Not New York, sorry. They go to New Orleans to see the voodoo queen who's like a ghost. So they go and they meet with her and she basically the reason why they need to meet with her is because Harley in her parents grimoire I don't know if it was in her parents grimoire but somewhere she finds the spell someone gives her a spell I don't remember who that she needs really powerful light and dark magic blood and she needs both of those to then break her suppressor and then she also needs to confront a china a china I don't know, the mother of monsters. If you know anything about Greek mythology, you know who I'm talking about, which we're going to touch on this Greek mythology in a moment. So they go there, they get the blood, you know, cultists are there and they have a fight, whatever. They come back. Then the next place they have to go is they legit have to go break into purgatory. They have to go break into magical jail because the most powerful light magician is actually evil. Oh, because everybody either has a light affinity or a dark affinity, and it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be good or bad. And Harley actually has really powerful both, so she's got to make sure hers are balanced, because if they're unbalanced, it could kill her. So they have to break into purgatory to get the blood from the light magical, whose name I don't know. 
she's kind of irrelevant other than the blood part. So they go and they break in and they try and get the blood. But then while they're there, okay, wait, excuse me, my dog is barking. So when they're trying to get the blood, Kenneth Willow, who if you remember from the second book, he breaks in and is trying to, I don't know, fight them or something. So they get the blood and then Kenneth tries to kill Finch and almost succeeds, but does not. So they go and visit Finch in the infirmatory, and basically Finch tells them that Catherine sent Willow there to kill him because she thinks he's going to turn on her because Catherine killed Adley, who was, if you remember, Finch's lover. So Catherine is like, oh no, he's going to now turn, so I need to kill him. But Willow fails, and Finch is alive. So just remember that. We're going to come back to that in book six. So then what happens after that is Harley's got the blood and she needs to do the spell to break her suppressor. But before that, oh wait, you know what happens? She doesn't get the blood from the voodoo queen. She gets the spell from the voodoo queen and she needs to get the dark blood from a China. And so she goes in there, they fight, Harley almost dies. Oh, Wait, I forgot about another important part because, yes. So before Harley goes in there, she has to learn how to go into a state of euphoria, which is kind of like just a transcendent state. And so she's being taught by Nemora, who is one of the preceptors. And when she's learning, he basically puts her, she he traps her there because turns out, he has also been manipulated by Catherine because Catherine has somehow convinced his son to join the cult and is like, if you deliver Harley to me, I will let your son leave the cult, basically is what happens. So Namora falls for that, like Elton did in book four, and traps Harley, but then Wade ends up finding Harley's body just like in Namora's study and like they arrest him and they were able to get her back and then they go to in China and they fight and Harley has to make a promise to her that China gets to name her firstborn child so then you're kind of like what the heck is Harley gonna have a child in one of these nine books when she's only 19 spoiler she does not I don't think that's a spoiler but whatever she doesn't have a child but that is a deal that Harley makes and she gets the blood and then in China also tells Harley what all the other rituals are and like actually lets her know what the heck they're about and when they're gonna happen well not when they're gonna happen but what they're about because the fourth ritual involves killing her like killing China the mother of monsters so she has an invested stake in stopping Catherine from succeeding so then they find out that the fifth thing that or it's not sorry this is book five the second ritual is killing the father of magicals so they figured out that that's the president so the president has some speaking engagements so they all show up and levi's like i've got it under control like nothing's gonna happen and lo and behold Catherine shows up and steals the president they follow her there they try and beat her they lose the president sacrifices himself so the rest of them can leave instead of being killed by Catherine, and so they lose and Levi oh Levi's really mad at them for interfering when he literally did nothing and that is book five I just remembered that I wanted to talk about in book four that Jacob literally took Isadora instead of Quetzi and I was Wade was 
furious. And I was also furious because literally he could have stopped the ritual, but instead he took Isadora, which like I understand because Isadora was basically his mother figure and whatnot. But man, this is a war. And so, sir, you you can't, you can't. You needed to save Quetzi, but he did not. So back to book five anyways. Did not like Levi. And one of the things we talked about no more, we talked about Levi. I literally texted one of my good friends who I told I had been reading this series. And I was like, have you ever read a book series and just felt like the moral of the story is don't trust adults? Because that is how I felt reading this book. In book four, we can't trust Alton because he betrayed them by helping Catherine. In book five, we can't trust Namora because he betrayed him. And again, the same thing I said with book four. Catherine was literally never going to let Namora's son go. He was literally a cult member. Cult members die or stay in the cult, right? They don't leave the cult. So that was frustrating. And then we also have Levi. We can't trust him because he's literally like, Harley, you can just die. I don't believe you. And then wants to send her and her friends all to purgatory and all this other nonsense. Oh, it's so frustrating. So basically, the moral of these books is don't trust adults. And trust me, we're not even done with the moral of this story, of that moral of the story. That's truly what you learn Not entirely, but that is what you learn when you read these books. I'm not even kidding. And that was so frustrating. But the best part of book five is Wade and Harley get together, everybody. They get together and it is magical. It is beautiful. And I'm so happy. I think it's so funny that we have to wait for like the actual like main ship to get together until the fifth book. When we have Dylan and Tatiana get together in book two, we have Rafi and Santana in three. Then we've got Garrett and Astrid, which they break up and they're not together. But you have that romance before you have a full-fledged Wade-Harley romance, which I was here for. There was one scene where they were like making out and it was low-key kind of steamy. And I was like, oh my God. But I was so excited that they finally got together and being inside of Wade's head was pretty cool because we learned more about him and everything and kind of his own feelings for Harley and how much he cares about her and it was fabulous. I very much enjoyed it and so now we're going to move on to book six. I don't have book six or seven in front of me so I don't remember the title. We're gonna oh book six was Harley Merlin and the cult of Eris. So the cult of Eris is Catherine's cult and so they decide that they're gonna go infiltrate her cult. Honestly it was a brilliant move brilliant. The reason they have to infiltrate it is because ritual number six is to kill your greatest enemy or something like, sorry, oh, ritual number three is to get, like, destroy your greatest enemy. And Catherine's greatest enemy is her twin sister, Hester. And she, when she had Hiram, which is Harley's dad, kill Hester, she bottled basically Hester's, like, soul up so that she can destroy the soul in this ritual to become a child of chaos, basically, right? And they know that Catherine has the soul because Finch tells them, and he's like, I know where it is, we can get to it. So they need to now break Finch out of jail. Because remember in book five, he kind of had a bit of a change of heart, but we're not sure if we can trust him or not. Trust him or not. And guess whose point of view book six is the second point of view in book six is it's finch was i surprised when i first saw that 
Yes, yes I was. Did I enjoy it? Yes, yes I did. I really truly did enjoy having Finch's point of view be in this book because we then were able, so the thing is, since we were able to see his point of view, we were able to like hear, like see his thought process and things like that. And we know that he truly did have a change of heart and he did want to take down his mom and join the team and become a better person. Now, all that character growth does not happen in the sixth book, right? But we know that he's not going to double cross them while everybody else is worried that he might double cross them. We know that he's not going to because we are in his head. Okay, so what happens is they break him out of jail. And the way they do that is they have Santana create a like a hologram version of him basically with her orishas and she also makes one for harley so remember harley can't leave the sdc so she's talking with imogene if you remember who's kind of their mentor figure and is saying that like she's had problems with her chaos or whatever and she doesn't know where she should go or whatnot and imogene is like oh why don't you go to this this camp in Alaska, like, you know, like one of those Zen getaway retreat things. So Harley's like, oh my God, what a great idea. And then has Santana create an Orisha for her that's at that getaway thing so that her and Finch can go undercover in the cult. How did they do that? There's these things called, I don't remember what the, these devices called like an ephorema or something. I can't remember what they're called. But basically, if you have it, somebody else can put a bit of their magic in there and then you can use their their power that you might not have so they give harley a shape-shifting power and they give finch a fire power so that they can pose as a brother and sister duo that was killed a couple years ago by polar bears apparently and so then they infiltrate the cult they have to like do all these different tests and then they become members and the oh this part was so awful so when you are become a full fledged member they brand you with a golden apple which is the symbol of eris i.e. catherine so catherine is obsessed right with becoming a goddess and becoming a child of chaos and so she's decided she will ascend to become eris the goddess of discord and like so the apple's her whole like symbol thing and she becomes really obsessed with becoming like this new person it's super weird i didn't it doesn't matter about that. So then they infiltrate and then we find out in this book that Harley also has the power to control purge beasts because she, one of the trials and one of the tests is they have to like defeat a purge beast. So she's able to control hers to be good or something like that and stop it from attacking them. And so then we have some really, really fabulous sibling bonding between Finch and Harley that I very much enjoyed. It was fabulous. We also have then at the end what's supposed to happen is Isidore and Wade are going to portal in once they get her mom's spirit and then whatever. So they get caught trying to get it and they're almost out of power because they're like devices can only last so long and Finch, like Catherine ends up bringing Finch into the office and it's like I know it's you like blah 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 and then Harley sneaks back in, gets the the vial with the soul in it and is going through these tunnels where it's uh I don't remember it was some time it wasn't oh you know what it was so this ritual had to happen on All Hallows Eve and so the spirits were like walking the earth and were attacking her so she lets her mom's spirit out of the glass and they were able to talk for a bit and get rid of these other spirits from there then Harley's like yes we've done it we have protected we stopped Catherine meanwhile Catherine's got Finch in the office and is like, 
if you come back, like, I will resurrect Adley and you can be with your lover again. Like, I know you're just mad at me because I tried to ki- have you be killed, basically. And Finch, that's like the number one thing that he wants is for Adley to come back. But Finch turns the offer down and is like, no, I'm with Harley. She actually cares about me, unlike you. And I'm just like, my man, this is some character growth. This is what we are here for. And so that happens and it is great. And then Wade shows up and they have a fight. And then they follow Catherine to uh, this other realm. Namura's son comes with them as well. They've convinced him to be good and to flip on Catherine. And so Catherine's lost her great, the spirit of her greatest enemy. But throughout this book, they know that there's a spy within the cult, but they don't know who it is. They end up finding out it's one of Catherine's right-hand women. They end up having to reveal it's her in order to keep their own identities safe because they're still undercover. And so Catherine ends up using that girl's soul to destroy as a different greatest enemy and still does the third trial they almost kill her because they're in the land of Erebus yeah I think that's how you say that E-R-E-B-U-S you guys know who I'm talking about baby and so Harley summons him and when you summon him he takes a life when you summon him and so she's hoping hoping that he'll take Catherine's life but Catherine strikes some sort of deal and then they all escape with just barely but Namora's son does not escape and he dies and Catherine wins again huh so upsetting but I bet you're sensing a pattern here so that's book six I really enjoyed being in Finch's mind he calls Harley's friends the Muppet babies which was just really funny to me well at first I was like oh Finch whatever but then later on it grew on me that he calls them the Muppet babies and it was really funny and they, the deal they make with Finch is that after they do this, he has to go back to purgatory. That does not end up happening, but whatever. And so, because um, Finch has, he's like, I'll help them, but I'm not going back to jail, basically. Anyways, I really enjoyed their dynamic and like getting to know Finch. And this is, okay, this is what I want to say. In book one, I talked about this and I laid the seed in your mind of Finch helping Harley. That's why I was so shocked that he was evil and I could sense the redemption arc coming just because of that one scene so I want to commend Bella Forrest for that because bruh I felt it coming and I felt like yes I can see the redemption whatever so yeah I really enjoyed that what else about book six I read book six in July actually I think yeah I think it was in July I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Anyways, is there anything else I want to mention about book six? I don't think so. That was basically just, I think the other thing I'll say is I meant to say this earlier is the writing style in these books is uh, my sister said like, it's not great writing. Like it's not the best writing I've ever read. It's like fine. And I think part of that is that these are self-published books. So the author has tons and tons of books. Yeah, some sort of vampire series with over 70 books in it. Yeah, 77, 78 books in it, I guess. So that's a lot of books. But the thing is, if you are a book reader, you know that the first page in a book is typically you've got kind of like the copyright information and publisher information. These books don't have what it typically would look like at the beginning of a book, which is how you can tell that they're self-published. And on the side, there is no publisher 
like little logo or anything like that and so I think part of this is that because they're self-published the writing isn't as good. The other thing I want to mention and I think this gets better in the later books which is why I'm going to mention it here plus I can't I don't have as much to say about book six is that um the you can tell that she is I don't know how old she is but you can tell she's like a 40 50 year old woman pretending to be a 19 year old because of the references to pop culture that she has Harley make the different media things that she has Harley reference like the music that Harley listens to or the movies or tv shows that Harley has seen are all things that I as a 22 year old have not listened to or seen or anything like that and like that's because they're all from the 80s or the 90s or anything like that and these books came out in I think 2019 in 2019 I would have been 20 yes no 2018 20 I would have been 20 21 basically so I'm basically Harley's age and so you can just tell that these books like that the author I don't know I just had an issue with that that you can tell that the author is like pretending to be 19 it's like obviously authors are pretending to be someone they aren't but I would just appreciate it if you had the references be actually timely because I'm just not buying that Harley is totally just into 80s things you know I'm just I just don't buy that like okay so I want to mention that and then my sister's favorite thing to mention is in book five when they go to New Orleans Anna's always like there's two pages where she just talks about the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina and how awful Hurricane Katrina is. I personally didn't mind that as much. Like, I was like, whatever. I thought it was weird that Harley, like, waxed poetic about the resilience of people in New Orleans and how, like, Hurricane Katrina decimated it, but they were able to bring it back and all of this. Like, I thought it was, like, weird and kind of out of place and unnecessary, but my sister was just like, this is a testament to why the writing isn't that great. Like I said, like these stories are definitely very readable. Like I really enjoy these stories, but it's not the best writing I've ever read. On the other hand, it's decent, right? There's just these little issues and whatever. But overall, I enjoyed reading the books and that is everything I have to say about books four through six. So make sure you follow me on Instagram at I read a book once blog or go look up at my website, www.iredabookonesblog.com. I write fun different things that I don't necessarily talk about about the books that I've been reading and discussing with everybody. Make sure you tune in for the final part in the third part Halloween series where we're going to wrap up and see what happens with Harley and friends and do they beat Catherine? We don't know. Tune in on Halloween on Saturday to find out. I'll catch you guys next time.